Good morning, afternoon, and evening, you lovely people. You're tuning into the Safe Space Podcast, the podcast where you deserve to be heard. I'm your host, as always, Ganesh, and it is so great to have you here. <laughs> I am at least trying to keep a groove of like trying to be consistent with this uh we're posting again. Uh, I do apologize once again if, you know, <laughs> if it kind of feels a little bit inconsistent, I definitely get that. And I apologize. I uh, definitely have not been feeling great this couple of days. Uh, things have been kind of stressful. And honestly, I kind of feel like my mental state is all over the place. But, you know, if I can at least do what I can at this current moment, then, you know, I'll do what I can. I'll do my best. So I hope you guys can bear with me as well. And I hope you guys are doing well. So, you know, with our mental state and, you know, trying to understand our mental health journey, we'll often hit this mark where we're confused as to, you know, what's going on with us. Like, uh, am I suffering from depression? Am I have really having a hard time or is this all just make-believe? <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you might look up online or you might make your own references. Sometimes there might be videos that popped up, like coincidentally, that just kind of really just says how you're feeling and kind of just points it out that you're not having a good time. <laughs> and yet after all of these things, they kind of gets this, this kind of this rejection of, Maybe I don't actually have any of these problems or other people have it worse. And you know what? At what point do we accept that we're just flawed? You know, is it so wrong to really just accept that perhaps we're suffering or perhaps we are actually suffering? Or, you know, maybe it has been this way all this time and we never just accepted it. Well... It's safe to say that life is really just a challenge, you know. We all have our ups and downs throughout and some days it can be easy, other days a little bit difficult and, you know, then, then there are days where it's just super unbearable, you just can't get through anything. And everyone goes through that, I'm sure. You know, we recognise that everyone around us is going through some sort of challenge and we're not ones to judge their challenge or journey, how they do it. Likewise, to us as well. You know, if we notice someone is struggling or heck, suffering from the challenges, we recognize that immediately, giving them the benefit of the doubt and obviously not putting them down for their issues. <laughs> so it's a bit of, it's a little bit ironic when we doubt ourselves when these similar situations come up. <laughs> you know, have you thought to yourself, like, throughout the challenges you face or what you're going through in, let's say, a very specific bad moment? Like, questions like, am I really struggling or am I just faking it? Or, you know, would other people look down on me for having these kind of problems? And they cause you to kind of make you feel like these struggles aren't real and you kind of don't believe how that these things are actually problems, but rather something trivial. And as I say all that, I feel like, wow, it also hits personally because I went through that same phase too. And sometimes now I'm still struggling to accept that my issues are real. 
I mentioned before, you know, I've been diagnosed with severe depression. And yet, sometimes I don't believe that, you know. Sometimes, you know, when I take my medication, I have to ask myself, you know, am I taking this medication for real or or is it just fake? Is, was the diagnosis even correct? I still kind of doubt whether what I'm going through is real or not. <laughs> having had this huge experience of like, having had this huge experience within mental health, within my own mental health journey, it's obviously very ironic when I doubt myself and I ask myself, hey, am I just faking it? <laughs> because obviously, like looking on the surface level, it's obviously very, very, like, it's very, very flawed. And I obviously have had gone through a lot. So if I definitely say that, eh, maybe I'm just kind of faking it, obviously it's not. Like looking at it as a whole, but I still don't think it's real because I maybe perhaps compare my own problems to other people or I downplay my own issues. And of course, you know, we're never taught on how we deal with our emotions. Like, it's not a typical lesson you learn. Usually what we learn to do from it is just suck it up or told that what we're feeling is either small or just overreacting. The, those examples I said, or even my own examples, are probably ones where you have felt very similarly or you recall certain memories that have made you felt that way. So instead of learning how to properly deal with them, we learn how to block and avoid them. <laughs> and we do it really well. We use either a lot of distractions, either healthy or unhealthy, we either just block it off completely and we never just we never just acknowledge them. We really just swat them away with like sayings that we've learned since childhood, like, you know, get a grip, suck it up, things can get worse, things can get better. Like it's kind of like if you put an analogy to it, it's like pressing on the gas and the brakes of your car at the same time and it kind of just combusts. You know, because of this, you know, it, we tend to avoid these painful or very conflicting emotions throughout our lives because that's what we were taught to do. I think in our mental health journey, however, that instead of trying to run away or trying to avoid these problems, that instead we need to really kind of experience or try to understand our emotions, at least let them be present in that moment. And they are located in our body, in our, in our minds. So the more we neglect them, the more they're just going to sit there. It's just going to keep hurting us more. One big issue, I think, when we try to accept or try to understand our issues, and one big part of why we self-doubt is that we tend to feel like, because we tend to downplay it, that we only accept that it's bad when it's at its worst. Like when we imagine our issues and what we're going through, we only think that it's bad, per se, is when it's literally gone to shit. Like full-on bad shit, insane levels of bad. Uh, you, you know, I mean, you might be losing your mind, you might be crying uncontrollably or feeling the worst of it all, like this is the end for you. And perhaps even then, you might think that you're over-exaggerating 
and not want to reach out because you don't want to burden people or waste someone's time or energy. <laughs> that might have resonated with some people because it did resonate with me. <laughs> and it sucks. It really sucks because how do we know when it's bad? Or how do we know when we're exaggerating? Like, if someone was suffering similarly to what we went through, wouldn't we go off our way to make sure that they are feeling alright? Or if we see someone crying, wouldn't we want to sit with them and tell them it's okay? So, you know, if that's the case, why don't we treat ourselves the same way? Perhaps it's the way we treat ourselves. You know, upholding these high expectations that we have to meet based on either society's norms or our perception of what people think of us. Things like, I cannot break down or I need to stay strong for so-and-so. And while it's okay to stay resilient in times of urgency or, you know, when you need to hold it together for a certain period, for like a short period, it's not something we can do, nor should we do for a long period of time because that's not normal. That's in fact more harmful than not. You know, just as it would be to accuse like a person who can't walk, you know, that they're too lazy to walk, it's equally wrong to be shamed for feeling emotional or mental distress. Yet for many, many difficult reasons, this kind of thing happens on a daily basis, even when, even when we're, we're not put on the spot, you know, people who live with mental illness or suffer like daily stress on a regular basis experience this kind of shame. It's scary. It's horrifying even when you have to be put on this like panic mode and kind of people tell and people telling you to calm down when you can't. So that kind of makes it feel like you don't want to really say anything. And it gets worse when people kind of tell you a very like unempathetic uh, comment or a very judgmental comment about how you're feeling about or about your mental health at that moment. So it's really difficult. <laughs> and I think the big question, as I as we talk about all of this, you know, so how do we go about accepting that, well, we're suffering, you know, accepting the issues we have and accepting the the fact that we are too, that we too are not doing well. <laughs> it's obviously not an easy topic to look at and trying to act, actually accept that we're suffering is not something that we want to tell ourselves. I don't think it's easy to tell yourself that I'm suffering and to acknowledge and recognize that it's sometimes can be painful. So let's look at it a different way. Let's look instead at how easy it is to, you know, neglect your own mental health and maybe perhaps what we can do differently, okay? So there are a few different points, you know, on how we neglect our own mental health, especially when we don't prioritize or we downplay our mental health. The first point being that we're often too busy. So, you know, it's, it's very common for for us to put our mental health aside or to put it on the back burner because, you know, with work, with family, with so many responsibilities, it's definitely no wonder why we feel as though, like, our mental health has to be put aside because 
in a way it's not prioritized in a way it's not important but in the end you know it kind of feels like if this thing is so not important yet we're suffering because of it then what do we do <laughs> if taking if you know we talk about taking care of mental health and we say it's a priority but we say we're too busy then what do we do i think as a whole that you know if you think it's important or you think it's a priority then you are able to find the time and it's not like finding one hour or two hours for yourself because as we know that's a luxury you know if we can even have a rest day like wow amazing so i think we can try to make like at least reasonable goals maybe perhaps small breaks like at least 10 minutes 15 minutes or even just five minutes just to go off the toilet perhaps and just make and just kind of be present you know not having to talk to anyone not having to check your phone and just kind of be able to sit down drink water and just kind of say yourself wow i mean for some people that can look very differently you know maybe they would find 15 20 minutes out of the day to exercise because exercising to them is their way of distressing or maybe like playing video games you know the usual these kind of usual examples you know but no matter what your self-care looks like no matter what you like to do it's make it's good to at least try to incorporate it into our lives on a daily basis and try to make it a routine so at least it kind of feels like we're looking forward to something good instead of just dreading our time at the very least we're at least making this small time for our mental health which more often than not we don't do <laughs> i need to tell myself that <laughs> Okay, so on to the second point. It's I think a lot of people can agree with me on this and sometimes I feel it's a bit difficult, but maybe, you know, that's why I have this podcast, but it's taboo to talk about your feelings that you are not allowed to talk about your mental state, your emotions. It's not right. You're just supposed to push it aside. You're not supposed to talk about it or just suck it up. I think for a lot of us, it's very difficult to talk about emotions and we were taught from a very young age not to talk about it. Because, you know, let's say, if we talk about emotions, then we are weak. Or if we talk about our emotions, then we're bringing the whole vibe down. Or, you know, because people aren't able to talk about, unable to listen to you or be able to offer you proper advice, you're just told to suck it up. Now, how painful is that? <laughs> you know, having to never be, to never feel like you're able to talk about emotions when, let's be honest, talking about it, just letting it out is so, it's so instrumental in our mental health and to make sure that at least we're feeling better. It's a key aspect of this whole mental health journey and yet, because we keep telling other people that it's you're not supposed to talk about it then it creates this cycle and then we're just we're just flawed we're just mm, you know what i mean and i think you know just like this podcast you know one way to fight this idea this misconception that you can't talk about your feelings that mental health is a very dark journey that we can't talk about obviously we have to start talking more about it 
where we at least try to be a bit more open with how we're feeling, even if it's tough, even if it's difficult, but at least we're starting somewhere. Even if it's difficult, we shouldn't be afraid to talk about how we're feeling, even if it feels like shit. (laughs) Maybe it might be difficult to talk to people. I definitely understand that. Which brings me to my third point, which is you're not really sure who you can talk to. Not many people are really trained on this or not many people know or can empathize with these feelings. So it's like, who do you really talk to? Can you talk to a friend? Or should you talk to a family member? Or maybe a therapist? You know, all these options are good options, actually, depending on, you know, the people you have or depending on your needs. For example, you know, if you have a really, if your mental state is really, really bad, then perhaps it's best to consult like a professional or a therapist. Uh, but let's say you need someone to vent it out to, maybe then a friend would be good. It's knowing that at least you have these people at the back of your head instead of just thinking that you can't talk to anyone. And if there's one person, perhaps at least you want to talk to me about it, that's fine. <laughs> because I'm definitely open. I'm definitely open to talk to people about the issues and I'm more than happy to listen to anyone's issues. So <laughs> that gives you at least some comfort that I hope it helps. And I think the last point that at least I'm gonna bring up here is that with mental health, or at least like when you want to seek proper treatment, is that you can't afford it. And I definitely understand that because with you know seeking a therapist, seeking counseling, it's Damn expensive. <laughs> I am very lucky, especially with my counsellor, because um, they have like at least some subsidies. So at least like if I'm suffering, if I'm suffering financially, as well as suffering mentally, <laughs> at least I can apply for it. And, you know, they allow it. So definitely I'm very grateful for it. But for most services, they don't offer this like subsidy because it's not really recognised, you know. <laughs> to offer this kind of support and and ironically enough like it's in demand but yet such a niche area so like a lot of people want it but yet at the same time not many people are in that industry so <laughs> the lack of support is kind of really what's making it a lot more expensive that's one area but at the same time I think when we realise that well it's expensive as heck there are certainly options out there. Obviously, you kind of have to do your own research on this. It's very difficult. Um, kind of recommend areas or at least centers that you can go to in different, if you're from a different area. But I think definitely do your own research on what resources are out there. If you're a student, there could be services at your school or potentially the government definitely has some sort of funding in this. I definitely feel like it's a bit of a weight or maybe it's not as reliable because like in Singapore we have the we have our own institute for you know mental health cases but sometimes it's not reliable or like if we need someone to talk to urgently that we have our own SOS hotline and yet it has its own stigma it has its own bad sides so you know take it with a grain of salt but it's also good to know that there are at least like some support lines out there. And I think, you know, now 
more than ever that have been more support in this industry, especially with COVID, you know. Now, there are at least some support lines, groups even, so that you, if you feel like you want to talk about it, then there are platforms for that, even online. So I think that at least there is more support now more than ever. So definitely do your research on it. I think it's important that you look out, you see what is appropriate for your needs at that time because sometimes it might help, sometimes it might not or you see whether that support group or support line is helpful or not based on feedback or whatnot, whatever you can do. So overall, I think that, you know, there are definitely many reasons why we continue to neglect our mental health and I won't sit here and tell you that they're wrong because I understand where it's coming from and, you know, it's justifiable. I don't think it, I don't think it's fair that we end up sacrificing our own mental health needs and end up suffering because of it. And I think it sucks. I think what really matters is how we end this cycle, this bad behavior of neglecting our mental health. So whenever you can, you know, take a second to kind of really just check in with yourself and if you are noticing that you are at least neglecting your mental health, even though it kind of sucks to notice that, I don't think you should. De- I don't think you should blame yourself. We, like I like I mentioned earlier, you know, life is a challenge. But when we notice that there at least, when we not when we notice a problem, we acknowledge it. Then we can start making a plan to tackle it, to change it step by step. To kind of conclude, you know with our mental health and at least, you know, our own, when we doubt ourselves or when we downplay it, most of us have definitely experienced it. I think what we do, how we cope, you know, it's it's what we do. It's what we do on a day-to-day basis and more or less how we cope. And yet it's also like the difference between like struggling like constantly and letting it go quickly because if we experience regular self-doubt we constantly ask ourselves like why does everyone else seem to be doing so well when I'm not when I'm struggling so much with all these trivial issues and when we can't see ourselves with you know good qualities it's very difficult to kind of maintain this uh, this ideal or at least to try to look forward and in fact, we may never believe that we can do better or achieve better, that we don't have talent or perhaps are not worthy of where we're at. And then, you know, these small things add up, like the small failures or perhaps people telling you, putting you down. And it kind of becomes this endless cycle. So... If I go to put it like this, unhealthy self-doubt can definitely be compared to like a parasite. It definitely consumes more and more of you and then it eats off your self-worth, your self-esteem and at the end of the day, you're just an empty shell. It's, it's a difficult area to kind of go about because this is something most of us are kind of suffering through this where we don't really accept that we're suffering or kind of downplay what we're going through. So I think the most important thing to take away from, you know, at the end of all this is that at the end of the day, you are the one person taking care of yourself. 
no one is going to take care of your emotions or look out for you on a day-to-day basis or even check in of you check in with you because no no one's going to do that but you yourself and since you're the person you're the one person living with all this you might as well make it worthwhile right if no one else is going to do it you may as well do it or at least that's what i tell myself and with that we have come to the end of today's episode i'll admit it has been a rather long episode so thank you for sticking by and i hope at least that what i have said or at least some of it may have at least resonated with you thank you so much for listening in i'm your host ganesh signing off Bye-bye.